You are listening to WHOA Podcast, coming to you from Gainesville, Florida. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the WHOA GNV Podcast, the coronavirus sessions, where our temporary mission is to save as many businesses and jobs as possible by sharing how your fellow business owners and professionals are navigating the impact of COVID-19. I'm your host, Colin Austin, and my co-host is Michael Dees. What's up, brother? I like saying your last name like that. I started it's doing simple. that a lot. Dees. It's better than what I got through most of my childhood. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I can only imagine. Uh, right. So, like, your background, man, like you're changing it up. You moved, you moved. Things are a little different. I like it. Yeah, I'm, I'm back and forth between the office and the home, the home office now. So this is my little, uh, my little music studio, my and Miranda's music studio here. So cool. I got my autograph buddy guy right there. So yeah. I love it, man. I love it. So it's like, I, like, I feel like my background hasn't changed because it's the green screen background. But now right. I, like, I feel like I need to change it up now. It still does look like you're in the office, which is pretty oh, cool. Oh, man, I love it. I love it. It looks so clean, right? Look at that. Boom. All right. So. It's Christmas time at the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, you guys, so we're going to get into today's show. But before we do, we got some sponsors. We have to thank you guys. The sponsors are the ones that make this show happen. We are so grateful for their support. And uh, this episode is being brought to you by Jorge and the team at The Best Restoration. You guys, business is opening back up again. Thank the Lord. And uh, the, biz- the Best Restoration is cranking to help businesses get back up and operating deeply cleaned and highly sanitized businesses are going to be the new norm new norm 2020 (laughs) new norm (laughs) you know your customers are going to want to walk into a business they know is safe make sure you call the best the best restoration baby and help and then they will help keep your business top notch there isn't anything these guys can't handle so be sure to give them a call at 352-505-3321 or visit them at thebestrestoration.com again that's 352-505-3321 best restoration thank you so much for your support of our show that's right we also have gainesville harley davidson all my motorcycle riders out there One of the most important things you can do is keep your two wheels serviced properly, especially those tires. Gainesville Harley knows that on two wheels, your tires really matter. It's the only thing separating you from the road. That's why they have free installation when you buy your tire from them. They don't want the cost to deter you from being safe. You buy the tire, they'll cover the labor. It's that simple. Also, Colin, I know what you're thinking. Is this only for Harley riders? Yeah, it's exactly nope. what I'm thinking, dude. <laughs> nope. Gainesville Harley-Davidson can change tires on almost any motorcycle, so be sure to give them a call at 352-331-6363. That's 352-331-6363. And check out their awesome site at gainesvilleharley.com. Yeah, you know, think about it like that when you're changing tires, dude. Like, late, like labor is always the most like expensive part of anything, right? Like always yeah we see that we see that in the scooter dealership so people it's always like man labor like yeah it's like well we have to pay our people so it's opportunity they're like like, throwing that in with the you know yeah the tire is pretty cool so time is money the best restoration in gainesville harley today's sponsors we are so grateful for their support and now it's time to get into the show and i am so excited because i'm going to try to pronounce this word correctly And I'm so afraid I'm going to mess it up. You guys, today on the show, we have Jasmine and Joshua Broadhead of Allied Capoeira. 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 All right? Yeah. Capoeira. Mike, you say it. Yeah. Capoeira. 
Tupperware. Dude. Dude, I was having breakfast. Off, Michael, don't show off. <laughs> I was having breakfast this morning and I saw our little uh, program notes and I was like, I'm so excited. I get to finally learn how to say that word. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, guys, welcome to our show. We're excited to have you. Thanks. Thanks. We're excited to be here. Super excited. So for those who might not know what Capoeira is, uh, why don't you uh, go ahead and explain to our audience like what it is you guys do and, uh, and we'll go from there. Yeah, so uh, Capoeira is uh, African-Brazilian martial art, um, started about four or 500 years ago. And uh, it's really unique because it's very different from like Taekwondo or Karate in that it incorporates uh, music, dance, acrobatics, and uh, you know, all these things that sort of surround it. And so it's a lot of fun. And uh, I had my first Capoeira class when I was 19 here in Gainesville, actually, and then lived in a few other places in Florida, lived out in California for a while. And then when Jasmine and I had our first daughter, we moved back to Florida and to be closer to family. And uh, we started our, our school here about six years ago. And uh, so now we teach kids and adults here in Gainesville and um, it's, it's, it's been a blast. Okay, so between the two of you and this martial art, like who would, who would win the fight? I've been doing it way longer, but she would still, still whoop me. So. You kick your butt, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's cool. Mike, Mike have you ever done like a, a martial art or anything? I have never what? done one at all. Uh, I, it's something I've always been super interested, especially like the, the and like self-discipline of it, but like I've never done one. Yeah, so so true story. My my brother will be everybody who knows my brother will be kind of will, will laugh at this and we'll have to give him a little razz for it. But you know, back when I was a kid, and really when my brother was a kid, like the Ninja Turtles were the thing. Oh yeah, <laughs> like, <laughs> like the Ninja Turtles were it. My brother was Ninja Turtle obsessed, and you know, like he wanted to do karate and like I, we did Taekwondo and and. uh you know, my, I remember my parents, my parents being like, do this with your brother. It'll be a really good thing that the two of you, had. and I didn't want it. Like I was in music and other things. I didn't really want to do it. And, uh, <laughs> and so I was like, fine, I'll do it. And then like, of course, after a couple of years, you know, my, my little brother got, got tired of it. They don't want to do it anymore. And by then I'm like, I was the one who was like in it. I didn't want to stop. And we, yeah. we had come, we had some trouble cause we were a military family. So we had some troubles with like bouncing around and trying to like, you know, find new studios and that kind of stuff. But, but I really enjoyed it. And, uh, and you t definitely talk about discipline and a lot of other really valuable lessons when it comes to martial arts. So, yeah. so that's super cool. And, and like, I, I don't, I don't think I, it, like how old, like old, or I mean, is this like a very old martial art? Because I'm telling you now that I hear, you know, your what you're saying with like bringing music into it. Like I'm like that sounds like that would have been the perfect thing for me yeah. because yeah, I was such a musical guy. Like, you know, how long has it been around? It's it's been around for about four or five hundred years. Um, the exact origins are a mystery, even to the people in the art that have studied it the most, uh, because of. When slavery was abolished in Brazil in 1888, they burned a lot of records. And in those records contained a lot of historical documents. So people debate back and forth whether it was created in Africa and then brought over to Brazil or it was created in Brazil. But it was around that time of, uh, of, of that period. Um, so it's about four or 500 years old and no one knows exactly. And it's, it's evolved over time from uh, 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 
tool to uh, fight oppressors and things like that to this beautiful thing that, you know, everybody does of all, all backgrounds and economic levels and, and brings everybody yeah. together. And yeah, the musical aspect is great. It appeals to so many people and the type of discipline is, is very different from the Asian martial arts and they've all have their benefits. It's just a different way to expose people to, to martial arts and bring the music in. Um, we have, you know, unique instruments and, and all the songs are in Portuguese. And so it's a, it's pretty cool. It's really fun. It's a lot of fun. That's really cool. Is it like, do they have studios all the way, like all across the US? And I mean, is it like kind of regionalized or? Yeah. So when I first started, it was almost impossible to find a school in the US. And that was uh, about 23 years ago. Uh, but since then, it's grown uh, exponentially. And now uh, it's not quite as big as Taekwondo or karate, but you can definitely find it even in smaller towns across the US. Okay, that, that's cool. I mean, that's why I was asking, because I was like, man, like, I don't remember as a kid, like, ever hearing of it, you know? Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. It was pretty, pretty small for a long time. That's really cool. So, I mean, really kind of, like, diving into everything that's been happening with the coronavirus over the last few months, you know, businesses shutting down, I have to imagine, like, like your class and your structure, right, is very, like, like, you have a studio, people show up, you're dancing in person, and you're doing the martial art in person, and, and yeah, like, I mean, is, like, did you just, I assume you just, like, canceled classes, like, what was, like, what happened initially when all this started going down for you guys? Yeah, so our, uh, what, what pays the bills and feeds our family is our after-school program. Uh, we have a, a pretty vibrant after school program and exactly like our business is 100% based around being with people and being next to people and we have a studio and yeah, so we basically had to go from, you know, everything to nothing, zero revenue, close to zero revenue for the past two months and definitely a lot of challenges and, um, you know, thank goodness we have my super talented wife and we, you know, we can, I'm sure we'll get into this of, you know, the things that we've done to keep things going but uh we just flipped our business model and and took everything online uh, not only with zoom classes but uh jasmine created a, a really great uh course online course and we're actually doubling down on that and moving forward in the future we're not going to stop that we're going to continue with the filming and and uh progressing that side of our of our business model and so we're just getting back this week to summer camp with the with the kids um they lifted all the restrictions on summer camps but we're still operating at at half capacity and you know scrubbing and sanitizing doing all that stuff for sure yeah so i mean with when it happened and you guys had to like, you know, close down for a little bit, um, you know, with your, with your current clients, customer people coming in, like, did you have anybody who was just kind of like, Hey, like, since we can't come in, like, we just need to like stop our membership. Like, it, like is it membership based? I assume it's like a month to month. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Did uh, you have people like backing out or they're like, Oh, well, like we'll see it, see it through and hopefully we'll see in a couple months or like, what were those conversations like? Yeah, so uh, it, it was a mix of everything. We, we did have some people that said, you know, I, you know, some people were laid off. They had to, you know, go move in with families and things like that. But what was really amazing is uh, we had a huge outpouring of uh, support from our families, um, from our customers. Yeah, we are month to month, and a lot of them said they were just going to keep their monthly dues normal. We were. We took everybody off of uh, the payments, and you know we were going to charge anybody while we were while we were closed. Um, but we had many students just 
volunteer to keep their membership dues paying month to month. And um, it was great. We had tons of support without them. We wouldn't have gotten through this. And we, our whole business model focuses on, on building relationship building and positive community building within, you know, our, our community of, of clients. And so we're very much like a family feel and uh, that's, that, that saved us because when things were hitting the fan, you know, we, without even asking the people there supporting us. So it was, yeah. it's been, it's been phenomenal. It's been really great. Uh, and right. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, go, you go ahead. Oh, um, so right. Like, you know, we, we do after school. So we had taken, you know, everyone's fees for the month. Mm -hmm. And then like that Friday school's closed. Oh, so I was like, if everyone asks for a refund, like, I don't know that we're going to see it through this. And like, nobody asked for a refund. They're like, credit us. We'll use it for next year or summer camp. And that was really what, what saved us. I was mm -hmm. like, if, if we can get through that, people not asking for refunds and we were willing to refund, of course, you know, cause everyone's going through hard times, but they didn't. And because they knew, you know, small businesses needed it and, and it saved us. So it was really, really powerful to, to experience that. Yeah, man, that's been a really, really cool common theme throughout this is the support of community and everybody just being like, all right, no, we got you guys. We're gonna, we got we to gotta see it through, like, you know, and that's that's been really inspiring. So, Jasmine, so Joshua was saying that there were some pivots, it sounds like, along the way that maybe, like, you had a lot of, a lot of influence on. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> share, share some of those pivots with us and, and tell us, you know, some of these new opportunities yeah. that have happened. yeah. Um, so, you know, I, I went to school for acting and I've always loved acting, but you know, then I met Joshua and like this whole Capoeira thing took over and I was like, I don't want to be like an actor with kids. Like that didn't fit my, my lifestyle for what I wanted. So I kind of just like put it off to the side. But then when this happened, like I had wanted some kind of online business and we have the curriculum that we teach the students. I was like, I'll just bring it online. We could sell it for a really affordable price. It's eight weeks of content of classes for $40. And then like people have lifetime access. So we can get Capoeira into any household that wants it. You know, um, we saw that with Zoom, there were challenges because, uh, you know, you have to be there at a certain time. Some kids just don't respond well to that. So I used like stuffed animals. I made these characters. I was like, I'm here alone. Like I need a get creative. So like I have my little like stuffed animal friends and they help, you know, the kids learn through it. And it was so fun. And it was like, I have all this time. So I was just like, I'm going all in like, let me like, let's just go. So he, he like took over with like the kids and homeschooling. And I just like busted out this course and it's been so fun and really re rewarding because people are so excited about it. So um, we're going to do like a second level for kids. We're going to do one for adults, for toddlers. And so we're super excited. That's really cool. Yeah. Thanks. Did, did any of those pivots, I mean, did, did it, was it like rounds of serious brainstorm or did they come natural? Did you reach out to other like businesses or other like industry people and say like, what are you guys doing? Yeah. My, um, my brother, um, is like, a just like a marketing mastermind. He's in Miami. And so I, I actually asked him like what platform to use. And, um, I talked a lot with Joshua about content and, um, there was a lot of like being up till three in the morning. Cause like that adrenaline, I'm like this idea and I have to make notes and I don't want to forget and go to sleep. And, you know, so, um, so yeah, I think like my brother, Joshua, and um, those are like the main people that I reached out to and um, 
I had, you know, I had used a lot of online products too. So seeing how successful they were, how they made me feel, you know, like health and fitness programs, you know, there's one like Sharni and Julius, it's $40 or $50. And it's like an eight week program with like meal plans and exercises. It's like, this is great because anytime I want to get, you know, back, like get rid of the quarantine 15, you know, just like log in, start the program again. I, I so I copied that model because um, I, I think it's, it's great. Quarantine 15 is definitely a thing. And I think a lot of people are going to be excited to lose that soon. Yeah. No, but, but that's been one of the themes of, of the podcast as we've kind of gone on is, is the, the pivots and changes that businesses have made. And it's interesting to see which, which are going to stick. Um, do you think, I mean, it sounds like a lot of them will for you. Do you think that after all this is said and done, you'll look back and, and, and this whole experience made your business better? Oh, 100%. Yeah. Uh, definitely. Uh, you know, uh, we all took this time and uh, it was a forced break and slow down. And um, we we did a lot of talking, a lot of soul searching about what was important to us uh, as a family and as business owners, as wanting to be true to our art and wanting to be uh, good, ethical, responsible business people while still maintaining a very um, a uh, high level of attention to our family and our family lifestyle and how much time we're spending with our kids and is it intentional and all that. And as business owners, you know, and having kids, it's like, <laughs> it's hard, it's hard to balance that. And we, we actually really appreciated the slowdown and uh, the, you know, the future direction to take our lifestyle with these online courses where we can, you know, we don't always have to be physically present and we can do, uh, we can, batch do a bunch of work just bust it out work really hard for a couple months and then hang out and give lots of attention to our family you know travel and and you know just enjoy this life a little bit more so it's it's absolutely going to change us for the better uh we are scaling down our after school program for next year um we were ramping up ramping up we were getting ready to open a second location and we were buying new vehicles and and doing all this stuff and i wanted a second and a third location and you know what we decided we're gonna actually like focus more on quality our, our one location does great for our family for our lifestyle um and uh you know we'll, we'll probably open a second one at some point but we're going to kind of slow it back a little bit and you know be able to take time to enjoy the journey a little bit more but with that we get to focus more on quality uh instead of just trying to get more students more students work more with the ones that we have and uh we're actually already full for next year yeah. which, is, <laughs> which is where we're at so we're so on a wait list actually. we're on a wait list yeah. now yeah yeah so, oh, yeah so everything's good we're in great shape and and now getting to focus on quality we're investing a lot more in our staff as well staff trainings bringing others up um you know management develop leadership development and so it's, it's cool so yeah absolutely we're coming through this uh multiple times better that's awesome I, I like i just love like the self-reflection in the in the moment you know it's like seeing i because I've, I've had a lot of that too it's like just you know and and mike i'm sure you have to i mean it's just been like a lot of reflecting in you know the chaos seeing the opportunities in the chaos you know not only having not only being like pushed to and really forced to like make pivots in your business to see it through the challenge but also being like man like this quality time with my family and my loved ones and and not you know working 20 hours a day <laughs> you know yeah. i was like it's actually kind of nice like i actually actually enjoy it <laughs> so yeah. it's it's i mean that's really cool what are what are y'all's i mean are both of you guys both of you guys do instruction or like you have different roles within the organization like 
how do you yeah because I, I, I you know one of the we've we've done like um husband wife episodes and stuff in the in the past and like i always love it because it's like like my wife just can't even stand seeing me all that time. So, <laughs> so like for business, for, you know, couples who are not only, you know, living with each other all the time and then working with each other all the time, like, do you guys just get tired of each other? What are your roles? <laughs> oh man. Um, uh, we don't really get tired of each other. Uh, we, even though we're next to each other a lot, we're so busy at the Academy that we see each other, but we're not really like, we, we have our own things that we're handling and, and that's been part of our journey. Uh, when, you know, when we started this business, uh, it, it was first just all 100% me. I was the, the teacher, the business person, the marketer, the janitor, the curriculum developer, everything, you know, I was like, no, I don't want to be part of this. <laughs> don't drag me in. <laughs> and then little by little kind of pulled her in, pulled her in, pulled her in. And then, uh, with that, we've, we've really developed a really good groove over over the years and really kind of gone where we have strengths and weaknesses and what she takes care of and what I take what I take care of but we both do instruction um she handles more of the kid instruction because she's just phenomenal with kids and I love working with kids um but uh you know she she does better you know she does better and so I that's what something we always try to do is you know someone's better than you at something, put them in that role. And so uh, I handle more of like the overall direction of our school and business and uh, kind of the big picture thinking. And she's the one that goes in and kind of makes all that magic happen. You know, I get the big ideas and she goes, <laughs> okay, well, here's what we need to do. And yeah. yeah. And we, we switch roles, like depending on what's going on, like we totally switched roles mm -hmm. when the shutdowns happen. And I think that's for us what makes it work. And um, you know, like if I'm, uh, struggling with something, then it's like, all right, you take it on, you know, or like working with kids is hard. So sometimes like we need breaks from teaching them or disciplining them. So like we're constantly switching roles to stay like fresh and, and engaged. So that's something that we have found that works really well for us. So. Cool. I'm curious, you said that the there's a lot of music involved and this has been around for four to 500 years. Um, does the music evolve or are these all like historic songs? Does anyone make new music for the, for the classes and programs? Yeah. So, uh, we're, we're both, both Jasmine and I are pretty like obsessed with music and I'm, I'm crazy obsessed with the, the musical aspect along with all the other, other parts. Um, and, uh, yeah, so there's, uh, it, it's all of what you said. There's a historical, like uh, public domain music that's just been around forever and ever. Nobody knows who wrote, some of the songs um there's new music being written constantly constantly uh i'm in a whatsapp group with some of the like top people in the in the music world of capoeira and where they just like post stuff that they're writing on the fly and and it's it's really cool and there's all these different influences and just like pop music in any country it kind of over 10 year periods kind of goes things that it emphasizes and the musicality of it and the way the lyrics are put together um, and the songs are cool. They, they range from songs about historical events in Capoeira and Brazilian history to uh, fun songs, to songs that are just sounds just for just to make something sound good. There's songs that joke. There's songs that like do do everything in between songs about love, of course, you know, and uh, and so it's cool. And they're all different lengths. And yeah, so it, it runs all of that. Really so cool. if I was going to spin around after after our uh, podcast here and make a good Capoeira song, like what are the core elements? What do I need to know? To What does a trademark Capoeira song sound like? 
So uh, I, I come to look at Capoeira music in terms of like preferences and not that like this is bad or worse because there's a lot of different ways to go about writing Capoeira music. So uh, in the uh, 90s and early 2000s, kind of what was popular in Capoeira music was very long written, very poetic stuff that even if you had a master's degree in Brazilian literature and you were a native speaker, it would be like almost impossible to like sing this whole thing back. My preference is... Uh, more of like short back and forth songs that might have something where the person leading has something like a little more complex, some variation to it. But the response back, all the songs are call and response. One person sings a call and then a group of people respond back with like a set thing. So I like a easy response, something that like, um, uh, you know, rhythmically everybody can kind of jump on pretty easily. And, and uh, cause really the music, the purpose of the music is to kind of like, give energy like the music at a dance club is there to give like energy for the dancers you know and so that's what the purpose is there so you want something that all the people can kind of jump onto rather than like a studio produced you know and again that's just my my preference but there's studio produced music that's that's fantastic so yeah we gotta wrap up in a second but before we do i want to ask one last question of jasmine which is how do i how do i pull my wife into working with me <laughs> because like like i said she's never like she's uh, like will never know i mean same thing like stay away i will never work with you and it's like it's been i mean we're uh, i'm an entrepreneur of 16 years like it's been a long time i've tried everything but <laughs> absolutely refuses so like what was that secret that jo what was the thing that joshua said that finally made it happen <laughs> oh man that's a question for joshua he's the one that drags me in like i don't know what he did to me i think uh i don't i don't, I don't know <laughs> that's a tough question no one's ever asked me that um so what i do i ask the questions nobody else asks <laughs> it makes the show so successful i think you know i think every couple's different and we talk about this all the time like you know like advice and and you know when people ask for advice like it's so personal you know like some people like it's so much better to not work with each other and that's what makes it work you know for us like we really love working together um my hesitance was just owning a business i wanted like you know something steady that i knew everything where everything was coming i think he saw like potential in what i could be doing you know my thought was like Oh, I'd be with the kids and this is, this is all I want. And I think he saw that there is more that, that I could do, but I think it's really, you know, it's really personal and, um, yeah, I don't know. What, what, <laughs> they help me. <laughs> Lots of small nudges without a lot of pressure. You yes, know? that's his and, thing. Yeah, and more of like just showing the opportunity and letting letting her make her decision when the time is right. We we be, believe a lot in seasons uh, to our lives. It's this is the season to work hard. This is the season to vacation. This is the season to work at a day job this is a season to have your business and and i never forced her into it uh just kind of always kept showing like well here's what we can do here's what we can do we can move this ball a lot faster if you jump on the team but it's okay you come on your own time and i, I think just making her feel comfortable and and putting out like those carrots for her to want it for herself I think. <laughs> <laughs> you're so sneaky <laughs> Now I want it. I want it all. <laughs> it's awesome. All right. 
So my last question, I'm curious what a newcomer looks like. What are the big challenges for someone that's never done it before? And then on the flip side of that, what does a seasoned vet look like? You know, how, how smooth are they with it? Yeah. Uh, so we get beginners that look like everything. We, ha- we have uh, college athletes come in and do capoeira um we 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 work so much we talked a lot about the music on so far on the podcast but we we work so much on mobility and uh keeping healthy and the, the type of mobility is really attractive to other athletes the type of mobility that we work with a lot of hips uh hip mobility which is key for like football or soccer all that stuff um but we have old people young people uh people in shape people out of shape looking to you know get in shape so the beginners look like about people with bad rhythm <laughs> That was me. That, that was me. I was like, I had none of the prerequisites when I started, like zero. That's one thing that I fell in love with. I got made fun of my singing voice when I was in high school. Uh, I couldn't fight. I couldn't dance. I couldn't play any instruments. I couldn't do any. I couldn't flip. None of those things. And now so I love how you're just like, let me just combine all of these things <laughs> yeah. oh my God. at one time. Exactly. And I, I just turned 42 and I can still flip. I can still, you know, I can still kick and punch. And, um, you know, it's uh, so and then I'm just some small fish. They're like just phenoms in the Capoeira world that just look like magic. And, uh, you know, with the way they can move and the things they can do are outstanding. And you can just google youtube videos of it and just and the more i do it the more i'm in awe of like the things that these people can do with their bodies is, is it's insane it's it's crazy the movement cup what is ridiculous so yeah the top top people are just they don't even look human <laughs> that's awesome yeah, yeah I, I i can speak from experience like i'm much better at playing rhythm than i am moving at rhythm you know like yeah. i don't know it's just something that's never really clicked for me but <laughs> yeah 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 awesome well, we got to wrap it up. Uh, why don't you tell everybody where uh, we can connect with you? Oh, okay. Um, at Capoeira Gainesville on Instagram. I like Capoeira League Gainesville on Facebook. And, um, or CapoeiraGainesville.com is our okay. website. And uh, because we have so much of our audience who is listening, why don't you spell <laughs> Capoeira? <laughs> Yeah, good. Capoeira is C-A-P-O-E-I-R-A. Capoeira. Cool. Yeah. Awesome. This is this is a lot of fun, you guys. We're gonna have to have you back. I'm gonna I'm gonna be super interested to kind of see how things progress and and hearing just like you said with even like slowing slowing down and like how the how the investment into the quality of you, what you do versus, you know, what you thought was going to be. Uh, it'll be, it'll be interesting to, to recap with you guys at some point in the future. That'd so, be great. Nice. We'd love to be with up, you. I'm actually, I'm really excited to hear that things are okay and that you're going to, it sounds like you're going to make it through this just fine, which is great. Um, so, you know, keep, keep it up. Awesome. Thanks so much. Yeah, this was great. We, it was awesome. It was really fun being here and happy to be back anytime. Yeah, it was, it was a ton of fun for us too, huh, Mike? Yeah, no, I mean, I got a lot out of it. I love talking about music. I love learning words that I couldn't pronounce. I drive by all the time and I'm like, uh, cap. Yeah, no, so that's fantastic. <laughs> exactly. Love it. Awesome. awesome. Well, there you go, everybody. Thank you for listening to another episode as we still continue to navigate these, this coronavirus. And, uh, you know, it's, we're at a stage now. We're recording on what was today, June 4th. And, you know, finally things are starting to open up a little bit. We're starting to normalize or get to whatever's going to be the new norm. And, um, you know, 
I'm just excited to, to get us through this thing. So thank you so much for listening. Please leave us a review. Please check out our schedule and everything that's coming up at whoagnv.com. And uh, definitely connect with us on social media. Just search whoagnv and uh, drop us a note and say hi. We'd love to talk to you. So this is the WHOA GNV podcast, the podcast for you businesses and individuals that make you go, whoa. Give us your best will, guys. Ready? One, two, three. Whoa! <laughs> That's got to be one of the best ones ever. I love it. That was great. All right. <laughs> world, we'll see you later. Bye. 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 Thanks, guys. Later. Capoeira. <laughs> <laughs>